he was so obsessed about something that was going to happen, supposedly August 15th, it completely overrode July 28th. Completely. That's slavery. That's the disease of alcoholism. That's the bondage of self. She was bonded to an idea of being the self that was going to be in August 15th, and she knew exactly what was going to happen. The head was playing God, and she had faith in it, and therefore she was a wreck on July 28th. Yet there was no apparent threat where she was, but she was acting as if she was under an extreme duress, and was all mental machinations. And in the statement of, you know, in the big book it says, and if you're not, if you're just here for the non-duality, it's the same, you'll get the sense of it, yeah? Because that's the freedom from the bondage of self, self is the inherent condition that non-duality is attempting to imply, yeah? Now we may have to go through a lot of bondage and obsession with self to finally, hopefully, arrive at that possibility of being free from self, but what happens is when you seemingly get freed from self, it tells you you were never bound as self. That's non-duality. Non-duality is actually nothing really ever happened. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. But here we're in time, so a lot of times we got to go deeply down the rabbit hole to come back up. Yeah. And but then when we arrive at that place we so, so sorely wanted to arrive at, it tells us we never left. Yes, it's so beautiful. So now suddenly the solution becomes an inherent state. Inherent means it's completely here, not conditionally, not based on anyone or anything. It's inherently available. Yeah, that's what it's like. The peace and the serenity that seems so fleeting that you'd have to have a conditional situation, they call them retreats sometimes, where everything's controlled, you get the meals, no outside calls, and hopefully if you can control and manage the outside situations, maybe you'll be able to feel a little better. But as soon as you leave the retreat center, the shit hits the fan again. Yeah? No, this isn't based on a condition, nor on circumstances. You're the inherent light, yeah? Or as St. Francis says, what's looking, which is what we are, let's call it the spiritual condition, what's looking, not who's looking, what's looking is what we're looking for, yeah? Now this is the dilemma, because if what's looking is what we're looking for, and we're using what's looking to look for it, how can what's looking seem to forget that it's what's looking to the point it starts searching, it uses what's looking to find what's looking? And that's the blindness to what's looking. Yeah, how? It has to be the act of being identified as something other than itself. That's the root of alcoholism to me. The root of alcoholism is the mental state that we seem to be very, very, very uh, attentive to is in the act of being identified as self. Yeah? And the feeling of self to me, it is the body is what is used to attribute all the claiming. The real sense of self is being the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the taster, the toucher, the haver, the loser, the imaginary mental alpha and the omega, that. And then all of that claiming is implied somehow and painted on the body. 
So now when they're seeing, and there's a consciousness of seeing, it feels like you, as the body, is the seer, yeah? That's the robbery. That's the whole basis of the bondage of self. Yeah? The mental state, its movement is to claim. There's a statement in AA. It says, first, which is an important position in a linear process. Yeah? It's more important than next, really. Because first precedes and fulfills requirements that are necessary for next, basically. So first, what? you got to quit playing God. Wow. And it's a very simple reason it doesn't work. Yeah? Hopefully when you hear that, it's obvious you have tons of material to support that little statement. <laughs> Your life. Yeah? So, but I'm saying the mental state is that which is playing God. Yeah? And the mental state claims to be you. So if you're under its influence, when, it's, when it says you, you feel like it's you, yeah? And so here's the mental state. So the mental state claims the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, the touching, the thinking, the doing, and uses it to imply a doer, a feeler, a taster, a toucher, yeah? a seer, a hearer, a that, yes? So suddenly, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky maneuver. Yeah? And you may think this is all intellectual, but you see it. If you can see the manufacture of what you're not, you'll get a sense or a hint of what you are. Because you're really the seeing of what you're not, really. That's what you are. You, are the, you cannot see what you are because you're the seeing of everything. Yeah? It's sort of like the old idea of the eye. You, the eye can't turn and see the eye. Yeah? Yeah? So I'm the seeing. I can never see the seeing. But there's a lazy little assumption that this is the seer. Yeah? That this is the seer. So then we walk around staring out reflections as a body in shopping malls and in the mirror and in every little fucking anything that reflects us. Any surface of reflection, we stop. Right. And there you do. You get fucking re-identified. It's just the habit is, oh, there you are. There you are. Yeah? So suddenly, the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, the touching gets attributed to this. So now you become the seer. Yeah? You become the seer. And it's sort of like, all right, but you don't have much power of the seeing. If your eyes are open and looking in a certain direction, you could have vowed, I'm never going to see a bird. But if a bird flies by, you're, you're going to see it. So obviously the seeing comes before you. Yeah. Or you listen to people. They say, oh, I didn't want to feel that. They're, see, the feeling was noted. Consciousness noted the feeling. And then the mental state says, as the feeler, I didn't want to feel that, but it came in later. Doesn't it? You have to see it. You want to get to the exact nature of the wrong. The exact nature of wrong is a magic trick in time. That's what it is. The mental state, the mental state is implying that you're before when it is after. So the, after, the mental state comes after and it implies that you're before. So the seeing is happening and then there's the mental cognition of the scene, and it says there's a seer, and then the seer is suddenly assumed to be before the scene. Yeah? 
So the seer is derived from the seeing, but you actually believe, not you personally, but you, all of you, yeah? But the mental state said, believes the seer is what's seeing. But actually what's happening is the seeing, and then there's a claiming of the seeing to imply the seer. So basically we're asked backwards. We're basically living as if the cart is front of the horse. It's not gonna go well, yeah? And you can try to change everything around you, but if that stays in place, yes? If that stays in place, it has a certain defined possibility, and it isn't unlimited, yeah? You're gonna have a little relief, but it's gonna be based on a lot of fucking situations and conditions, yeah? And who's gonna be the judge? Or who's gonna play God around that? Your head. So first you'll have the one weekday retreat, then it leads to a weekend retreat, then it's a fucking week retreat, then I, well, then it's three months, and then now they've realized the futility, so now they're mixing it with like fucking vegan, you know, vegan retreat, plus a little meditation in beautiful settings like Costa Rica or a little kayaking, so you can call it, but it's a vacation really, but you're on a spiritual retreat. Yeah, Jesus Christ. But you're there, that's the problem. As long as you're on the spiritual retreat, it negates the effect of the spiritual retreat, doesn't it? We can't get, we can't, we wanna so much get out of Paul, but we wanna be there to witness it. <laughs> so I have people call me and they, they, they say to me, oh, I disappeared for two weeks. I said, well then who's there to tell me that? If you disappeared, there'd be no messages. <laughs> because there would be no you noting the disappearance. You'd be gone, just like in humility. Someone who's in humility doesn't know they're in humility. That's part of humility. <laughs> That's part of the relief, is you walk around and you know you don't know how you feel. You don't care. You know what I mean? You're not like on the pulse. What's, what are my intentions for doing this talk tonight? Who the fuck knows? You know what I mean? You know, all that, to me, it's all obsession with self. It is. Yeah. And the thing is, if you go like, all right, I'm gonna take a two-year course, how to lose interest in self, that's self-interest. <laughs> how are you gonna get out of there? So back to this statement. You gotta quit playing God. So let's, I'm just humbly saying that at that moment you read it or heard it, maybe you were very, very, the attention and interest that, that makes us was up the mental ass, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So you hear the message, you gotta quit playing God as that which is playing God, yeah? Mm -hmm. So here's the message, you gotta quit playing God and that which is playing God hears it. All right, so that which is playing God goes, all right, I gotta quit playing God. Isn't that playing God? If that which is playing God tries to quit playing God, that's playing God. So how are we gonna get out of, how, we, how are we gonna quit playing God? What you, what you see is you see you're not that which is playing God, yeah? That which is playing God is using our God juice to play God on us, basically. And so when you wake up to that fact, you're not that, that's the quote unquote quitting playing God. And how it seems like you quit it, you start losing interest in that which is playing God. You start losing interest in its bulletins about next fucking week, 
board's reports about eight years ago. You lose interest in it. You do. You don't gain interest in anything. You just lose interest in self. As it says in AA, it says you'll lose interest in self and gain interest in others. Well, how does it look to lose interest in self? You lose interest in the thought system because the problem resides in the mind. It's in the thought system. Alcoholism talks to us as us. That's what it does. If you heard what you, you've been following for 40 years and was framed as, these are Stanley's thoughts, you would have fucking never listened to them. But because they're Bill or Joe, whoever you are, you've been listening to them for 50 years. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the thoughts. It has to do with the mind. It's the feeling that they're about you. You believe the report that the, the head's telling you about next week is about you. That's why you're keenly interested in it. That's bondage of self. You've got to recognize it. If you don't, you're going to be living your whole life from it. Yeah? You have to see it. So there's a statement I always go back to because it was the most powerful. It was like a very distinct evening. And I was involved in doing four-step workshops in San Francisco. And I was obviously looking at how it works, the chapter, quite a lot. And this went on for like years, a lot of years. And so in page 64, there's a statement right before they go into the nuts and bolts of the inventory. And if you're not in recovery, the inventory is taking, looking at how self has defeated us, basically. Yep. That's one of its objectives. And so it says, being convinced, and this is a statement that's used in AA quite a lot. So it's a requirement in most of the steps, yeah, is being convinced. So that's the basis. So what do you need to be convinced of? You, being convinced that self is what has defeated us. Being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. It doesn't say I was convinced or I'm going to be convinced. I am convinced. Yeah? It's, it's a present tense condition. I am convinced. You have enough evidence already. We, not one person in this room needs any more freaking evidence. You know, we know any life run on self-will is hardly going to be success. Yeah? We know it all. It's like it's abusive now, basically. Yeah? Let's move on and get to And if you're new, the prayer I would, I would pray for is the ability to be convinced, really. And just be fucking done with it. Get be very clear about the first step and the third step. First step, your powers, and you're not managerial quality. You're not, yeah. And our out is surrender and turning out, turning the will and life over to the care of higher power. Because right now, the will and life is in the care of a lower power, alcoholism. Yeah, that's why if, if the life and will was under our control, we don't even have three steps. You would just make a decision, and the decision would have some power behind it because it's your life and will, and there you'd be done. But we make a decision basically because we don't have any sway, say over the will and life. It's taken over by the parasite of alcoholism. So we have to make a decision or intend to, but we have no power at that point. Then we do steps four through nine to solicit that power so that there's some weight behind it. And when someone's really describing the intimacy of the third step, they've done usually four through nine. Yeah. What enlivens the third step is four through nine. Yeah. So now you've weakened the hold of the parasite, and now the higher power, then you can, when you make a decision to turn your will life over to that care, there's power behind it. 
it actually can occur. Yeah? Without the steps, it doesn't. It's just conditional. It's like you're making a deal with a dealer, really. Yeah? So this idea that something has taken over us, to me, is how I see it completely. I call it a parasitical movement, uh, uh, let's say a, a, path, an, uh, a pathogen, you know, or a demonic possession. Somehow, to picture it as other, yeah? Because this is what happened with me. This state in itself, manifesting in various ways, is what has defeated us. If we're convinced of that, we're going to now look at self's manifestations in our life. And then the next paragraph is resentment, yeah? So if you, and then there's fear, and then the, we do a inventory, usually using our sexual behavior to see how we harm people in pursuit of what we want, yes? Mm -hmm. So that's the inventory. But what we're inventorying are manifestations of self in our lives. Now this is what bothers me. Why do we call self's manifestations ours? Why are we talking about my resentments when they're not my resentments? Why am I talking and calling the fear that's being manifested by the parasite through me as my fear. I must be in the act of being identified as the parasite, yes? If Stanley, once again, was manifesting through me, and every time a manifestation of Stanley came through me, I called it mine, I would be in the act of being identified as Stanley. That, to me, is the root of, that's the active root of alcoholism. We're, we're identified as something that we're not. That's why we found in years of trying in the community of AA that self can't get out of self. It's a beautiful statement because it's, you sure fucking want to get out of self, right? I mean, every time I shot coke was I was trying to get out of self. Yeah? So self can't get out of self. It'll save you a lot of time. Why the hell is that true? Why can't self get out of self? Because you're not a self. You're under a misidentification. So you're using what you are to look for what you are as what you're not. It's insane. And this whole, this whole program to me is what corrects it. Like my friend says, uh, when he was young, he got misintroduced to the higher power and now AA has reintroduced him to the higher power. Yeah? And now he can work, now it works. Now he can see it. So this, it says, being convinced that self manifests in various ways is what has defeated us. He separates it, yeah? Isn't it beautiful? It says self and then us. So we're us, and then there's something called self, yeah? It's not a thing, it's really an activity, yeah? Or an identification, but here's that activity that is defeating us by manifesting through us, yeah? So it manifests resentments through us, and by us calling them ours, the resentment defeats us, yeah? It manifests anxiety about next week, yeah? And then it uses it, to, and then we call it our anxiety, and then next week can ruin our Sunday night. It's incredible, it really is, yeah? And so, and the whole time it's de defeating us, every time we meet it in our life, we call it me. We're identified as it. It's got carte blanche. It knows all your secret files. It knows, knows the golden oldies that will get you every time. You're not lovable or whatever it may be. And it just, it has you, man. I've seen it. It can just take you. Oh. I mean, we're just getting like, we're having the physical shocks of fear made out of mental anxiety. It's mind-boggling.
Yeah. We're getting like a little electrocution like 30 times a day mm. and nothing is, there's no threat occurring. <laughs> That's slavery. It's slavery to what's not happening. Really. And how can what's not happening happen? It can only happen if what's happening thinks it's happening. Yeah? We are what's happening. We are what's happening. We are it. If what's happening is entertaining what's not happening, that's the only way it can override what's happening. By us as what's happening entertaining. Yeah? And having faith in it. This is the bondage of self. You'll know the problem from the solution. When you get relief from it, you'll know it. You'll know what it is, and it ain't you. You're listening to your thoughts as if they're religious bulletins. You are. And we are in a religion. We're in the religion of self, basically. And where we worship is in the past and the future. And the present doesn't mean much to it. It's using the present moment to think about yesterday and tomorrow. It has sees no value in now except to think about there and then. Because that's where the God of self resides, in the past and the future. You're not going to meet God in the past or future. God is a present tense condition. You're the head is God in the past and the future. And in what's not happening, anything can fucking happen. You can think you're going to have cancer when you don't. You think you're going to be destitute and you've got a nice house fucking in Venice, whatever. It will override all your facts. A fantasy will override the facts. Yeah? A fantasy, just entertain, will override all the facts that you have about a life. They'll be overridden by that. Who isn't going to get loaded with that? Who, is it, is, who isn't going to get loaded when that seemingly hopeless state of mind and body seems to be a hopeless state of mind and body? You're going to fuck, you're in fuck it all the time. I reached a point out there, I lived in fuck it. I was apt to do almost anything. And I spent two years in programs, and two years in one program, and three months in another. And I never, didn't look like this. This is nice. <laughs> yes, Jesus Christ, we work six days a week. And uh, she had attack therapy three nights. It's three hours of yelling at people for some fucking weird therapy. And now we could see the value in it, but Jesus Christ, nine hours of a week, people just getting humiliated because they weren't articulate. It's insane, and like a shock fest. Once you saw a weakness, everyone would jump in and be like a group of 12 people, and they turn on one fucking person. It was hell, it's just like, it's fucking so abusive. We're out of a match, we're out of match, yeah. But it says you gotta get to the exact nature of the wrong, and I humbly believe it also says, in a vision for you, it says, this power is gonna constantly reveal more information to those, uh, to us, and it is. It's constantly revealing more information to members of recovery. Yeah? And I'm here sharing something. I see the root of the disease is the act of being identified as the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the taster, the toucher. Yeah? The noun has preceded the verb. 
Now what happens in a spiritual condition, the attention and the interest goes more on the verb. So we're like when you were a kid, life was happening. And then suddenly after a few years of your head developing, you saw life is happening to me. That's the fucking hell. You lose the sense of living and you get an interpretation back. And the interpretation is based on what's not happening. Most primarily what's not happening. So you have to get to a point where you're shooting coke in your neck or bungee cording over a bridge, trying to shock you into a sense of some fucking, you know, the people with sex, they try to hang themselves to a point. Somehow, give me a fucking feeling I'm here. Disease talks to us as us. It's going to judge that voice in one's head was there before you got sober and it's still there now. Your sobriety did not interrupt that. Yeah, it just got new fashion look, maybe a new lingo, it's got a recovery lingo. It's the same fucking parasite in different clothing. It's ripping the possibility that AA offers from you every fucking day. Yeah? Because you can't enjoy peace of mind because you're thinking we're in time, so much time, so much influence of time. When we actually are at a point of peace of mind, we can't enjoy it because we're thinking, will it be available tomorrow? Yes? It's slavery. It's slavery. It is fucking slavery. Yeah? You don't think so? Look at when I tell you, it used to blow me out. I used to go out, I was more into cocaine. And I'd go out looking pretty good. And after about five or six days, <laughs> you know, running around, I'd end, you'd be in a, an apartment. Of course, it wasn't ours because we had no fucking money to have an apartment. No one would ever rent to us. Anyway, some poor remote, you know? And then we were all shooting coke in our little corners, you know? And then uh, you can see it when the coke ran out for each individual chair, let's say, you'd be there and suddenly you start looking at the carpet and then you start imagining, is that coke? So then suddenly, you know, you have the little jacket on, your hair nice and cut or something. It's a fucking, you just, you get, start getting on the ground, starting looking. The others start running out. They start getting on the ground, so you're trying to protect your acreage. <laughs> and you're fucking, you're picking up lint, 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 and just trying to hope it to be coke. Yeah. Did you start out that way five days before? No. You've been used for fucking transportation. You know, we say this thing, you'll suddenly realize that God can do for you what you can't do for yourself. When are you gonna realize that something did through you that you would never have done for yourself? When are you gonna fucking realize that? When are you gonna realize that you were out to do almost anything unless someone could physically stop you? Then why the hell are you allowing the head to harbor so much guilt and shame based on all that behavior that we've exhibited under the fucking parasite? Fucking, if we're gonna give credit to the higher power now, we fucking should give blame to the lower power back then. But no, we're still fucking taking responsibility. Oh, I did that and you didn't do that. You couldn't not do that. Where's the freedom from there? 
Everyone has the ability to walk in around, oh, God's doing for me, and it's great. It's a nice attitude. You're in gratitude. You know, life is working, and you're not taking credit for it. Why not apply it to the lower God? But no, the selfing, the selfing continues before recovery and after recovery. The root of the disease is before alcoholism. Alcoholism affixes on identification as self. Alcoholism affixes on it and it amplifies certain qualities. Yeah? So let's say if you have a little bit of jealousy, if you have alcoholism or addiction active, you're up on stalking charges a few months later. So it amplifies shit that you'd rather not have amplified because also it increases the ability of you becoming a dog whistle to like people in uniform. You know, you start putting out something that causes tons of consequences to find you. I mean, I started to drink and immediately I realized I have magnetic appeal to people in uniform. They were on me like white on rice. First it was the police, then a lot of whites, hospitals, and then black robes, judges, and it went on and on and on and on. And then suddenly I got struck sober, I haven't drank in 31 years, and haven't demonstrated most of those blatant behaviors ever again. That wasn't me, nor is it me that's recovered. I've been taken over by a power that's greater than the power that had taken me over before. That power likes to go to park in three parking spaces, institution, jails, and death. This higher power allows you to be a free-range fucking alcoholic. <laughs> it gives you a big freaking life. That's what it does. It's a win-win. It's not like, I've got to win because you've got to lose. No, it's a win-win. When you give it away, you have it. What cocaine deal ever live by that principle? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have it by giving away no fucking way by giving it away. Yeah? This is another way of life. It's like, it's like having it. You know, you've been paying that fucking cable bill, and you have two thousand channels that all suck. Basically, they're the same channel, unclear channel. And then this is AA just brings about another possibility. You can pick up other frequencies. Yeah, and maybe they harmonize and play better through you than that chaotic, fucking, vindictive, fucking violent frequency. Yeah, Maybe it'll be better for you and others to be taken over by this higher power. Well, allow it to completely take over. Stop thinking it's you that's in relationship to the higher power. There is no relationship to the higher power. There's just higher power. Do you think the lower power saw you as a person? It saw you as transportation. Do you think the parasite says, you know, sees, sees that the host like Bill, oh Bill? No, it's a fucking a way to have a life. It wants to fucking express. It, and it can't. Alcoholism cannot drink. It can't. It can't, there's no pores. It can't put anything in its skin. It needs this vehicle to fucking get it, on, get it on, basically. And it needs you, and so, and to me, I'm telling you, it is the mo one of the most hostile parasites, so it also came up with the greatest strategy. It convinces the host that it's the host. So, and this is what happened that time when I saw that statement in a different light. I saw self as a foreign installment. I saw self as a mental parasite. I saw self as other than me. 
So when I said being convinced that self is other than me, yeah, mm. right? and it has defeated me other than self by its manifestations, I'm going to look at its manifestations. So the resentments aren't mine, they're manifestations of self. Why the hell am I calling them mine unless I'm identified as self? It says it in the book, read it. Self manifested in various ways. The first, the common ones are resentment, fears, harms done to others. Then why do we keep promoting the same lie to each other? We're going to go over my resentments, my fears. They're not fucking your resentments. If you hold them as yours, you may have them for 40 years. Seriously. You may build a whole temple of your life on that one fucking resentment. That's called yours. You know how much time gets taken out of resentment when the mind drops off? Fucking unbelievable. And you know what? All of it's just energy. And then the higher power will reconfigure it and use the energy in a different manner for a different reason than the fucking lower power does. That's what it does. The higher power takes the same information you're pulling in all day through the conscious contact and the dwelling of things, yes? It takes the exact same information but puts a wholly, totally different spin on it. That's what it does. You may want to call it, it's going to lead to being happy, joyous, and free, where the other one leads to fucking hospital, jails, and death. Get to the exact nature of the wrong. It's an act of being identified as what you're not. Where does the problem reside? It's in the mind. The thoughts, yes? I came to AA, I remember I had a so such a strong sense of terminal uniqueness. I was sitting there for weeks, really, in the back. No one thinks like I do, you know. No one's ever felt what I felt. How can they understand me? And they never did the heinous things that I've done, you know? And so I'm sitting there listening, and what people do is share their thoughts, you know, their feelings, their experiences. And I said to myself, this, I only had, came to two conclusions. How do these people get my thoughts? Or they're not my thoughts. Yeah, They're not your thoughts. If a lot of people have it, it can't be yours. <laughs> yours and mine sort of implies a proprietary function. <laughs> and the amazing feeling when a thought is just seen as a thought, not as yours, there'll be relief from the power of the thought. Because the power of the thought does not derive from the thought, it derives from you, your faith in the thought. It's the, our faith that makes it seemingly so, our faith. Not the faith of the thought, the thought doesn't have any faith. The thought is just a vehicle. We put the fucking load in. We put the payload in. We are, something has took us over. And the statement in AA I don't agree with, it says we manufacture our own misery. I don't believe that. I believe the parasite has taken over the, our facility and is manufacturing misery through us. And that same factory could manufacture joy and serenity and peace. Exact same factory, yeah? When under the guidance of all lower power, that's what it manufactures, misery, yes? Mostly based on what's not happening. Surrendered over to the higher power, the same fucking facility will produce joy and ease and comfort 
and availability others, meaning of being of service. The exact same factory, the same, and this factory may have nuts, may have fucking wheat, exactly, yeah? The same shit's there, but the whole product will be completely different. But you can't keep calling it yours, yeah? Every resentment, you gotta see it as made in China, not made, you know, not Paul's, yeah? Really. Really, you wouldn't have any sentimentality about a cup if you saw it made in China, but made by Paul, fuck. You <laughs> it for 40 years, you never even used it. But yo, this is what happens. And then you own the resentment, and you own the thoughts, and then they own you, don't they? Once you own the thoughts, that they have the ability to own you. I've seen it, I've seen alcoholism. You know, there's nothing, you know, 10 day retreats, go on a 10 day cocaine retreat. <laughs> and a lot of them, I went on a lot of them. You're gonna see what you're not. Because you're gonna see it in all of this fucking blurry. And, and I'm telling you, there's not much fun in a 10-day coke retreat. I mean, you get the rushes, but most of it sucks. It's unbelievable. You're fucking, you're even uncomfortable, you're completely uncomfortable with yourself and anyone else. And you know, it's unfucking believable. <laughs> it is. The payoff cost, this sucks. You get a little rush, but then you get fucking arrest, shit like that. 10, but I'll tell you, you'll be, more will be revealed on that cocaine retreat than any 10-day fucking retreat in Costa Rica. I swear to God. You will see what you're not. You will see what you're not. Unfortunately, without the possibility it may not be you, you'll be stuck with it even more and you'll go on another fucking 10-day retreat, cocaine retreat, and you'll keep on going until someone physically stops you. <laughs> so, I'm just going off. I just... Uh, I'll tell you, you know, I just want this idea to be in the tribe of AA. Because I used to meet a lot of people when they hit around 10 years and something, they feel like they needed something and they couldn't see it in AA, so they would leave or whatever. And then sometimes they don't come back and then they think Buddhism will replace AA, but that they end up drunk Buddhists, you know, usually. So I want to have the ideas here, you know, I want to put out ideas here from a, a member of recovery, and and I've been I've been in this experiment for years. How what it boiled down to as what I'm not as Paul is. There's been a traveling lighter for years as Paul, and after years of traveling lighter as Paul. I ended up at the point of what more do you want, really? You know, that's all I ever was looking for, but I can't produce it. I can't. I can't manage myself into it. My managing it is is causing one of the biggest problems. Yeah. So, but I can express it. I can express it. I can't cause it, but I can express it. Yeah. So if I submit myself to this program, I'm going to be changed to the point where I can change. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And it's not gonna just waste time in giving you new experiences. It's gonna really change the attitude and outlook, which is getting close to the source code, yeah? You can, it's gonna change our attitude and outlook, yeah? 
unbelievable. What an incredible. And you know, the diagnosis, could you imagine if cancer could have such a specific diagnosis, they could tell you exactly what caused it, like the one food, the one food. That's what AA's done. AA talked about the mental obsession and then described the craving that happens through the real addict and the real alcoholic, which separates us from other types of people. Yeah, Because after you've been drinking, drinking, you reach a point that this phenomenon of craving kicks in. And when it does, it doesn't go away except through the power of the program and the higher power. Yeah, And if you go back out, the craving will kick up again. I've seen it with a lot of people over 20 years. They've gone back out and they may have thought you know, AA was going to be the same, which it was, but they're not. The fucking obsession is really fucking off, and they're craving. They had that wine, and now they're craving wine. And you can't do the craving justice. To me, it was like a radioactive isotope. When it's been removed, you can't do it justice. You cannot even imagine what it's really like when you're under that drive. Yeah? When there's fucking, at any minute, you may be having a nice conversation and then suddenly the idea of cocaine kicks in and then the craving and then you're fucking trying to convince the person to go to the bank, the ATM, and get money. You know what I mean? It's just unbelievable. Really. There's freedom from all this. Freedom from it. Freedom from it. Not freedom with it or as it or for it. From it. The freedom is from self. And this is what happened that night. Well, it just it didn't happen that night. It happened for a while, but it, gave, it was given name and form that night. I saw this idea of self as other than me. And then the next possibility that arose was I can be free from it. And then what it did, it described most of my life since I was six to that point in like a nanosecond. And, it's described, and it showed that I've been trying to be free as self, through self, by self. When the freedom is from self. Yeah. I was totally captured by that statement, self can't get out of self. That's all I've been trying to do. I've been trying to get out of me as me. Yeah. That the getting out of it is seeing I'm not in it. It's before the bondage. That's what's so beautiful about AA and non-duality is the freedom is before the bondage. The freedom isn't an effect from anything else, it's inherently there. It's, it's in and of itself, it, this freedom I'm talking about isn't an opposite, it doesn't have an opposite of bondage, it's a state in and of itself, yeah? So the freedom from bondage is before bondage. When you finally get relief from the self, you realize the relief has always been available at all times, just not for you. But as you are, it's always been available at all times. So then you've, you fell upon the highest form of maintenance of a spiritual condition, which is being it. I'm telling you, being a spiritual condition is so far beyond having a spiritual condition. It's fucking unbelievable. Having a spiritual condition is like having a kid. A lot of fucking work. Being a spiritual condition is just fucking being, you're just awake, you know. It's just that simple. You're awake, you're awake. We're all awake right now. The problem is we just don't think so. And there's faith in the thoughts. 
If the, the faith in the thoughts was, was weakened, you would see you are what you've been looking for. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. So. So the idea of non-duality illuminated my, the program of AA completely for me. Yeah. You know, AA says a day at a time because obviously the disease flourishes in time, yes? The disease, its realm of what's not happening is time-based. So AA says a day at a time because the disease is of time, yeah? We're not of time. We're in time, as Jesus says, we're in this world, but not of it. We're not of time, but the mental state is of time. Yeah? The freedom is timeless. So there's a great, there's a great yogic mantra. They had it on the studio I gave a talk at in Philadelphia. There's a lot of ways of translating it, but this lady had translated it as this. It goes, and the, the word, the other shore, means like awakening. So it goes, gone, 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 to the other shore, yeah? Arriving at the other shore on having never left. That's exactly what non-duality is. Non-duality is on having never left. There's no need to arrive. You're already there. So how do you get out of self? Realize you're not in self. How do you get into the moment? Realize you can't be out of the moment. We're trying to get out of what we can't be in, which is self, but we're trying to get in that what we can't be out, which is the moment. It's totally bizarro world. That's what the mental state does. It places the cart in front of the horse, and then you're an ass the whole time. <laughs> so. <laughs> Maybe try it if you do the next inventory. Look at the resentments, not yours. Look at fears, not yours. Look at the harms that were done pursuing something. And you know, I didn't pursue sex for sex, I pursued sex for self esteem, basically. The agenda was all mixed up. I didn't go out every night for sex. I went out every night for self-esteem. That's the whole drive. You might as well get clear on what's actually happening. Who else is going to be? If it's not you, who? Yeah. This AA is all about diagnosis. We diagnose the disease. Yeah. Apply it. See if any life of yours run on self-will has been successful. See what has actually defeated us. Self. Yeah? When it says abandon yourself to God, how can you abandon yourself if you're a self? You'd still be there. It's like when we were running around San Francisco, we had beaters, you know, cheap cars. And back then they didn't have all the computers, so we'd run into a tree and then we'd abandon the car. We'd just fucking walk away, we'd never go back. <laughs> it's like 50 bucks, they told, you know. I can, I can abandon something that I'm not, yeah? You can't abandon what you are. So when it says abandon yourself, I like to read it that way exactly. There's an identification as self, you're calling it yours, and now you abandon your self, 
open to the care of a higher power. You can do that. You can't abandon you, you'll still be there. Yeah, but you can abandon what you're not. Why not now? What you're not can be removed. It's like this old story I've been using a while. A person has a big tumor, yeah? Now it assumes it's it. It doesn't assume it could do anything about it. So it goes, gets a lot of shirts tailored and makes, you know, and it goes on very strange little websites and it meets a woman with a tumor on the other side so they can meet, you know? And this whole life is based on, you know, living around this tumor and then someone meets them and gives them the possibility, hey, you know, you could have that removed. And you would think you would just jump right in, but he has all those shirts and jackets that have been tailored for the fucking thing. What am I gonna do with my tumor gal? You know what I mean? So there, there's like that, you know, there's an investment in the quote unquote condition. So they're not, you know, we're not really that keen on fucking get, having a solution, yeah? But what happened is as soon as you see you're not that, then the possibility of being free from it. As soon as, as soon as the hand, see here's the hand in a glove, it forgets that it's the hand, it's living as the glove, and it's not working that well. If everything feels exactly the same. It's a rough glove, it never feels any rose petals, it, feel, it just feels the glove touching everything. So, it, and it tries to touch more things, the same experience happens, the glove overrides whatever it touches. So now it goes, Jesus, I wanna get out of the glove, which sounds good, but if he tries, if the hand being identified as the glove tries to get out of the glove as the glove, it doesn't go anywhere. You gotta talk to the hand about the glove, not to the glove about the hand. Talking to the glove about the hand doesn't go, doesn't go anywhere. Talk to the hand, talk to what you are about what you're not. You can study what you're not. You can't study what you are. You can experience what you're not. You can know what you're not, but you can't apply that to what you are. There's only one possibility concerning what we are, which is being it. And I'm saying we're being it right now. You're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and so am I. Is it, are you doing it with, with any thought or effort? I don't see anyone sweating. I've been seeing all day. Man, I can't wait till 10 o'clock. Can't take it anymore. No, the seeing just is, just no, no fucking effort or thought. I just don't, how can you? I don't know. I don't see how it's escaping us. I just don't. I mean, how could, what, how could next week override tonight? I just can't see it. Tonight I'm seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Next week, I can, it can only be thought about. Is the thought that's, that powerful? that it overrides the five other experiences? It seems like it. The problem resides in the mind. What is, it says in AA, you know, the fear inventory. I'm just gonna go into all the points. Fear inventory, because I hate, I'm tired of people giving so much fucking credit to fear. I am, I'm tired of it. So it says, what AA, Says it, AA, little W. Why are you in so much fear today? It's a nice question. So he says, Isn't it because self reliance has failed you? All right, so now the big cause of fear is an effect, actually, of something else. 
Yeah. So self-reliance. What's self-reliance? I mean, paint me a picture. Having faith in the thoughts. That's self-reliance. Yeah. Self-reliance has failed us. The faith in the thoughts has failed us. That's what's provoking so much anxiety. Yeah. If you chop down all the trees of anxiety, there are going to be more trees of anxiety. You're going to be a master chopper, but you'll be busy chopping all day. There'll be no fucking relief, no no free range. Yeah. You'll be wedded to the solution as if you fucking got to work. Yeah. But if you see the cause of the anxiety or the fear, which is self-reliance, self-reliance is the act of being identified as the thinker, the feeler, the body, the doer, the haver, the loser. Yes, that's it. If you lose interest in that self-reliance, you're going to lose interest in the anxiety about yesterday and tomorrow. And what will happen? You'll be readily available to now. It will look like it's magic, but there'll be no effort at all in it. Yeah? And what happens if you're here now? You're available, you sense the presence, and you're of service. The whole, the true spirit of AA, you're not doing, you're of the spirit of AA. You're of service. If someone is present and available, they are of service. That's that, eh? I'm tired. <laughs> I really did shoot the wad last night because I got very excited. So I, I look at that video, I think it's going to be very good. And you just got second, you know, sorry, dirty seconds, whatever. So, you know, the, the funny thing is, this thing comes through. To me, it's like a hose in water, yeah? But then the hose has its own opinion sometimes. So. The hose will tell me, I've been doing this so far, so far. long. <laughs> but really, it's the water. So uh, I hope it allows you to have some, you know, a quenching of thirst right where you are, being readily available at all times, with no requirement necessary to drink. Yes? I hope that's the immediacy of it. And I hope it becomes as intimate as just that. I hope it becomes actually what you are because it already is. But I hope for you it becomes that, yeah? It will change everything. Instead of having, you'll just have an ease and comfort throughout your day, yeah? Yeah, so, any questions? Yep. Can the um, can the mental state ever be of value? Yes. Once you're once you know once you. Of course it can. It says if you align it with that will of that power, it's got usefulness. Yeah, of course. Okay. If I lose my keys, my brain is really good. It immediately goes over the last two places I was. Just call them up and stuff like that. And then after it's done, it subsides. It doesn't say, you lose your fucking keys every week, you know. <laughs> it doesn't take the psychiatric, you know, the psychiatric critiquing. It just dissipates. And I go back home, call the restaurants, and oh, yeah, we found those keys. Yeah, yeah it has its usefulness for sure here. Yeah. But it doesn't, uh, 
<laughs> when it's masquerading as you, forget about it. <laughs> Doesn't it? You know, you do something good and then he get, lets you watch Netflix for half an hour. You know, it's all, it's all like transactional. It's like a transa transactional business with the parasite. All right, I'll do, all right, now, okay, you get 20 minutes. It's like fucking slavery. It is, that which is playing God is playing God. Yeah. Yes. Um, touched a little bit on it, but I wanted to know if you could expand a little bit on sensing what you said, when you, what you meant when you said sensing the presence of it. Yes. And then I wanted to ask also another question that I've been thinking about. So I um, I do this thing with caffeine, right? And so, drink it. Huh? Drink it. Yeah, I drink it, right? <laughs> so, I do the same thing. <laughs> so is that another way in which the entity sort of takes over? Anything is, it's taking over. First of all, it can't take over. It implies it's taken over. It can't take over. But it implies it's already a fact. Yes? So first of all. And then basically, it can use whatever it can to do something. But it's that which precedes the thing is what gives meaning to the thing. So caffeine doesn't have the ability of this, but it can be used just like anything else can be used, yes? So what precedes it? If the mental state is preceding it, yes? Then it can use whatever it wants to reinforce its story, yeah? If the pause precedes it, yeah? Then fucking enjoy the caffeine, yeah? Yeah. Yes? Just had a question about the resentment that you yeah. talked about like <clears throat> there was evidence not being mine yeah um yet doing inventory yeah. and, and so on and so forth and i guess this would go sort of immense immense as well like can you just ex like all right so let's say I, let's say i have a dog right mm -hmm. the dog shits on the neighbor's lawn now I'm accountable for that, mm -hmm. but I'm not responsible for that. Mm -hmm. So after I clean up the shit, I don't think about that for years. Because okay. <laughs> I didn't take the shit. Okay. The dog took the shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a believer in, in accountability, yeah. but let's t look at your own experience. Did it feel like you were responsible for the behavior you exhibited under the influence of drugs and alcohol? Did it really? I mean, just on a fucking gut level, did it really feel like you were choosing, you know, going on the rug and fucking looking yeah. for lint? We yeah. did this once. This this is insane. We did a, I shared it yesterday. We heard that this guy had some opium, you know, and so me and my friend drove to this three-day heavy metal thing at Oakland Arena, <laughs> and we met the guy on a pedestrian bridge because we weren't into heavy metals. And so we bought it tin foil, and I and it looked tarish and stuff. And so we went back to our, to our place, and we shot it up, shot some of it up. And then we were trying to coax ourselves into thinking we were feeling something. You know, do you feel it? I'm like, I think so. I think it's coming on. And then my girlfriend walked in and says, 
man, it smells like incense in here. Oh. And so she says, is it fucking incense? So we shot it up again. There was no choice involved in that. Any person who was at the condition I was in could have written that script because they knew exactly what was going to happen. You were going to shoot the incense again and make sure you didn't miss any opium. <laughs> yes, did you, did you do it? That's the lazy narrative, the mental state. The mental state comes after and claims to be the one that did it. It wasn't there. It, it, was, it wasn't there before the choice. It comes after and narrates that it was there before the choice. I've seen it. I'm telling you, I've seen alcoholism. I've seen it. I've seen it in time from timelessness. The only way you'll really see it is if you're not in time. And mind, what we are, is not of time. I saw it. It's in time. What it is, is it comes after the living and implies that it's the liver of it. The liver of it? Yes. Yeah. That's what it does. And then suddenly, that sense of being on is replaced with a narrative. An interpretation that has a huge bias. Yeah? Just, and the bias is usually like, if you're feeling really good, you get suspicious. They're going to figure me out. They'll know I'm a fraud. Yeah? But the same head, if you have a sense of feeling bad, it says you're entering a lifelong depression. Do you want to live under that bias? Really? Do you want to live under that which is going to contract the good and the open and the available and or expand the possibility of something else? Do you want it? Do you think you're going to coax it into being different? Do you think you're going to make the parasite a service animal? A little fucking companion? No, it's feeding off of us. It's feeding off of us. And it hides in plain sight. Every one of us has been taken over by the same thing. That's I'm sitting here. I don't identify with who you are, but I identify with what's taking you over because I've lived under that fucking tyranny. I do not identify with who you are. It says in AA, we, we wouldn't hang around with each other, but we have this commonality. We've been taken over by the same fucking thing. So we know what it's like to live under it. And it's just fucking flourishing in plain sight. Because no one's seeing it. Everyone's thinking it's them. <laughs> it's freedom from the bondage of self. So there's the bondage comes from self. So when we're identified and totally into the story of being the thinker, the feel, the doer, that allows a bondage. So now we're in the bondage of self, which is we can't be here. Because it's so into yesterday and tomorrow, it's like a bitch just trying to enjoy what's happening now. We call it like a fucking, a humongous spiritual endeavor to get into the fucking moment. It's mind boggling. People made tons of money writing books about how to get into the moment. And they never even finish them usually. And then you go to the next one, how to really get into the moment. I'm telling you, you can't be out of the moment. 
You've never been out at any moment, but the head assumes and implies that you are. You're living in your own fucking house and it has you in the fucking outhouse. It is, oh, you're not, Jesus Christ, we've been misplaced. And then you look at life from a, you can buy all the maps you want to get to LA, yeah? Based on the assumption you're leaving from Omaha. But if you're not in Omaha, those maps don't fucking work. You're in LA already. I haven't done one fucking thing. If you took my blood sample and you checked it for spirituality, I have 00, 0.00 signs of what people call spirituality. I have no interest in spirituality as a topic. I'm completely interested in living, but I have no interest in that which is living. I don't. I'm just busy living. My interest is available to what's happening. I don't give a fucking shit how I feel yesterday or tomorrow. Can you trust it? It makes up fucking stories, doesn't it? <laughs> I even ran into a guy. He used to say he was depressed all the time. Yeah, I heard him talk about it at a meeting. Then I saw him at the party that night and he was smiling. And I ran up to him, I said, Tony, are you depressed right now? Oh. See? Maybe he was depressed quite a lot, but he wasn't depressed all the fucking time. Do you see it? It's sloppy. The story is sloppy. It's the reader that makes it look good. The movie sucks. It's the audiences that's believing it. Do you ever see a show that you used to see when you were a kid? It was a show from England called The Avengers, I saw. I used to love it, you know? It looked, looked so fucking classy. Then I saw it as an adult. It was the cheapest fucking production. It was terrible. You could see it was, like, you could see it was cardboard and everything. What happened? I had eyes to see it now. Back then, oh, fuck. Yes, exactly. This higher power is going to constantly re reveal to us. Hopefully what it's going to reveal to us is what we're not. So we can see the difference. By seeing what I'm not, I find out what I am. By trying to fight and find out what I am from what I'm not, all I do is find out more about what I'm not all fucking day. No, see what you're not from what you are instead of looking for what you are from what you're not. That's it. That's what's AA doing. Perhaps there's a better way, trusting something infinite rather than finite self. That's the movement of the program. So, yes. That's that, eh? No? Another question? In the back. In the back? How far back? Oh, you had another question? I wanted to hear you talk a little bit more about sensing the presence of it. Why? Sense the presence. <laughs> Let's say you're like a very interesting, subtle generator. If you listen, you'll hear it humming. It's always on, yes? It does, there's no off and on switch. It's always on. Always, always, yeah? That's the presence. You'll sense a presence of a higher power. I'm telling you, here's the hand in the glove. 
So now the glove as the hand makes a higher power of a hand. So it asks, it prays that for the higher power as hand help it. And after a few years, it realizes it's the fucking hand. It wasn't the glove. But while it's identified as a glove, it has to make itself something else and pray to it. Then you recognize you are the higher power. Yeah. Yeah. Paul, could you speak of faith? What? Faith. Faith. Of course, faith is why all this is happening. We just read it. Where's? Does anyone have a big book? Just read it last night. Page two. Do we have one? Oh, a recovery center doesn't have a big one. No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mind, I'll just, just read this one part. This is a, I'm a real believer. I'm going to give you my idea. And these are just the members' idea of stuff. Yeah. My idea of faith is it's a force of big mind. Big mind, faith. Yeah. When someone says they don't have any faith, there's faith in that. Yeah? Yeah. When someone say, oh, I don't have any, oh, I lost my faith, there's faith in that impossibility of losing faith. You don't have faith, you are faith. Yeah. All right, so in, in the, in the uh, to the agnostic, they have a statement here, which I like. I don't hear it much read. Let me see if I can find it. It's really cool, though. Because he talks, Bill W. talks about it. It's really incredible. Oh, here we go. All right, so here it goes. It's on the bottom of page 53 in the big book, in a chapter called We Agnostics. I don't know what he, it's a long presentation, so I'm going to skip it. So he says, that was natural. But let us think a little more closely. I would say let us entertain a little more. I don't like thinking, really. <laughs> so I'm gonna change the word. Let us entertain a little more closely. Without knowing it, had we not been brought to where we stood by a certain kind of faith. So we had faith in where the problem resides, which is the third, you know, the fucking thought system. And that faith was our demise. Yes? The thought system led us to fuck it. We drank against all the wisdom we had about it. And after you drink, the genie's out of the bottle, and basically you're on a run. Just like my thing about an alcoholic and a recovered alcoholic, the alcoholic calls you after they drink, the recovered alcoholic calls you before they drink. If the alcoholic calls you after they drink, it's just fucking harm reduction, basically. The genie's out of the bottle, you're going to be used for transportation, really, for a while. So it says, without knowing it, have we not been brought to who, to where we stood, and this is basically a person at the bottom, but he's got, he doesn't believe in God, yeah? That's, the faith brought him there, to this. We stood by a certain kind of faith, for did we not believe in our own reasoning? Now, when you hear this, see if it fits. It's like a pair of shoes. Yeah, Bill W's putting on a pair of shoes. He says, uh, "Did we not believe our own reasoning?" Yeah. When I thought that person, you know, when I thought it was a really good idea to run away from the cops down that dead end alley, I fucking did. Now, was that a good idea? No. 
<laughs> but it sure sounded like a good idea at the time. Yeah? Did we not have confidence in our ability to think? What was that but a sort of faith? Of course. Yes, we had been faithful abjectly, which means an incredible meaning. It's like to the point of utmost destruction. Yes? To the point of utmost destruction, we have had faith in the thought system. We have had faith in the parasite, basically. Yeah? Yet, when, what was this but a sort of faith? Yes, we had been faithful, abjectly faithful to the God of reason. So in one way or another, we discovered that faith had been involved all the time, and all the time is now. It's not all the time in 1939. It's all the time now. So he's basically saying, knowing it or not, that faith is the force here, the mind force. And I believe faith is going to manifest in the vehicle it's put in. So if there's faith in the thought system, you're going to have a lot of fucking anxiety. It's going to be the faith in the thought system that produces the anxiety. The thought system just implies the anxiety just assumes the anxiety. It can't deliver the punch. It's us that delivers the punch to ourselves. It's us. It's faith. So Jesus used to point that out all the time. As you believe, so it is. It's done according to your own faith. Of course. Apply it to now. These aren't like fucking spiritual things that happened once, 2,000 years ago. And you don't have a faith, that's religions. There's Islam and Christianity and Judaism. Having a faith isn't what I'm talking about. Faith is a force. And the force is just producing everything right now as it is. Just like, look at the stock market. The stock market is all based on faith. If the big investors lose faith in the stock market, it can collapse. It has no, it's our, where the, where the legs? We're it, yeah? Yeah, so that's the idea of faith to me. So we know, we've seen one aspect of faith and what can happen if it's put into the failed system. How about perhaps there's a better way, having faith in the, the infinite instead of the finite self? And that's what AA does. We can't produce that effect, AA does. AA's program is to move us from the dependence or the faith in a failed system to having faith in a working system. That's what it's doing. Yeah? And we'll all be the better for it. It's so beautiful because it isn't a win-lose thing. It's inclusive. Yeah? You can win and I can win. We can all be sober. Yes? I just love these ideas. I mean, fuck. You know, just because the ceiling's eight feet, it doesn't have to be. Yeah? You can entertain a possibility. Fucking put a skylight in. See something. Maybe you'll sit, then you'll realize, hey, I can get up on the roof. Then you'll get up on the roof. Then you'll have a panoramic view. And in the panoramic view, you'll say, wow, I'd like to share this with other people. 
And if they're in the cellar, and you know, oh, I wish I could get to that. Oh, let's take them on the roof. Well, there's no in there. They get a free sample, and then it gets contagious to other members. Yeah? Yeah, now we don't pass on the disease. We pass on the fucking solution. We don't co-sign the disease. Yeah. We don't justify a resentment that is in ours. We see it as an illness, as a pathogen. Yeah? You spit a resentment and a fear out, you call it yours, and you breathe it back in, and you keep giving it fucking life. AA has breathed the spirit, and spirit has resuscitated spirit. You'll know the tree by its fruits. You'll have fucking lasting relief. What more do you want? This isn't gonna go to, you're not gonna go to a golf course in heaven. The body isn't going fucking anywhere. You're not the body. Do you think you're gonna just, <laughs> Body. Have you ever seen someone you know dead? When I was nine years old, I had an Uncle Fred who I liked, and uh, he passed away. My mother took me to the funeral, and she wanted me to say goodbye to Uncle Fred. I wasn't that keen about it, but she had my hand. She brought me up to the casket. I looked in. I saw the body, and I realized, that ain't Uncle Fred. Fucking... It was, it was, no one had to explain it to me. It was like an instant hit. That ain't Uncle Fred. Now in hindsight, I go, why did I think Uncle Fred was the body? Because I was thinking I was the body. Yeah? But when I saw the body without the animation, I realized the body ain't Uncle Fred. That's for sure. It's like, you know, it's like mistaking the driver for the Ford. Yeah. <laughs> so... Why would you want to try to become a spiritual condition as a physical one? Just realize you're a spiritual condition and the physical one is a vehicle of expression, brother. That's what I see it as. I see this as a vehicle of expression. Yeah. Now, when I came in, I, has, I was incapable of having a viable relationship with another human being. Is that the case now? No. I can love someone and I can receive love from somebody. Yeah. Those are miracles. And we don't just have miracles, we rely on miracles. It's, that's what AA is. So, all right, well, that's that, I think. Yes, everyone's. Thanks. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks. Hey, listen. We have some uh, t shirts over there. You know, I have to, I have to subsist on my earnings. We have some t-shirts. I think there's some books out there, too. Yeah, that we pass the basket. Oh, we passed the basket? Yeah, we have a basket. No, no one leave the room. <laughs>